0: Welcome back to your next stop. In this episode, I speak with Paulie Veneto. You guys, he's one of my favorite humans of all time. This man just is so inspirational, but just has a heart of gold. You might remember him from episode 131, way back when, when he first walked his beverage cart from Logan Airport down to 9-11 on the 20th anniversary of the 9-11 tragedy. I got in touch with him because I saw him through social media, kind of walk through a town that I used to live in. And I was like, I want to know more about this. So Polly and I catch up, but we also go through all of the different legs he has done. He was a flight attendant and his, one of the the routes that he used to do was flight 175 and that 175 is the one that hit the second tower. He wasn't working the day that that happened on nine 11 um, and it haunted him. And then there was an addiction uh, that he fought for many years because of the guilt and the anger. And then every year when the crew members weren't honored, like the first, first responders, he knew he needed to change. So this is such an inspiration, um, I mean, such an inspiration, but you can just hear the love that Pauly does. And, and he tells us little stories of people that he've met along the way that he has actually changed their lives in a good way. And that's what this man um, is, I mean, is all about. So don't forget to uh, like, rate, review and share, but I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I do. You can follow Pauly, paulyspush.com and also on Instagram, Pauliespush. Push. Welcome back to your next stop. This is Juliette Hahn. I, oh my gosh, Pauly. Pauly Veneto. I mean, you were on episode 131. And that was, I mean, we were just trying to figure out this. But guys, just a little background. Pauly, uh, he was a crew member on flight 175. And if you have not heard his original story, please go back to 131. Because what Pauly has been doing this last number of years and what he endured, he was not on the flight. He witnessed it go into the second tower uh, from a friend's house because he was building a cement wall he had off that day. Uh, just the tremendous guilt and everything that he felt afterwards and then not having the crew members really honored Really ate him up. And then there was, you know, some addiction, which we, again, you can go into 131, but you have been on a mission, Polly. So you guys can go follow him, com. You can, there's videos. I mean, I just was watching one of the videos and I was in tears. Um, Polly's push also on Instagram. And you're going to catch us up with everything that you've been doing, but you have had, you have been on a mission and doing, so many amazing, amazing things. And I know this is overwhelming because right when we first met, you had just finished walking from Logan down to 9-11. Someone sent me a video of you in Darien, Connecticut, which I had moved from. And I was like, wait a second, what, what is this guy doing? And I just instantly fell in love with you because your personality and who you are, but then your mission. So welcome to your next stop.
1: Thank you. It's great to be here. Yeah, I'm excited about being back here because, I, as I told you in the email, it's it's amazing because I get flooded back at the beginning of when I started and the people that reached out to me. I'll never forget it. You know, it's really special.
0: Well, I mean, the thing that I think there's there's so many things that we can talk about. Again, you know, people that are new to your story, I want you to kind of um, touch on what you've been doing. But I mean, again, you you know, this is, this was your, your life. You flew, you were, you know, a flight attendant. You loved it. You, you, you really painted the picture of why you got into it when you were younger. You have tons of siblings. Was it 11? And if I'm remembering that correct, that's crazy. Was it 11? How What's many that? how many siblings do you have? Oh, there's,
1: there's a total of nine of us. So there's, I got right. eight, five sisters and three brothers. Yeah. Yes.
0: I knew it was big, but I was like, if I remember 11, that's crazy from all these years ago. Um, Right. So, and, and you were like the one that kind of did his own thing. You loved traveling and you know, you guys can obviously hear his uh, wonderful um Boston accent which is just one of the things that I absolutely love. But I, you know, let's let's go that 911 um tribute that you walked when you went from again, Logan, I remember something that really stuck with me because there were so many things in that interview that, that you know really touched me. But one of the things that you said is, I mean, that's when you got clean and it was the first step of you taking the beverage cart. So again, you guys can go look and, and listen back to 131 on your next stop. But Polly had his beverage cart and he was addicted to drugs just getting clean and you were like, I got to, I got to get out and do something. I have to do more for my crew members and show that I'm here. I can't let my life go. And, and when you said that and in so many words, I was like, Oh my gosh, the burden that you also were putting on for, and I don't want to say burden, but the guilt that you were putting on for yourself, but then you knew you had to do something more. And the people that rallied around you to help you kind of really get there. So you talked about, and I, I will not forget the moment that you told me and I pictured in my mind because you got the beverage cart and you started taking a little bit of steps because you weren't in shape, right? You were not in a good place. No,
1: not at all. Yeah, No, it was, you know, it's just... My hands are sweating thinking about it because as you're saying that, it's bringing me right back to those moments myself. Right. uh, But I can tell you that there was never a thought in my mind that I wasn't going to do it because there was no... I wish I had the words to explain it, because, but there was no barriers that were going to stop me from getting from Logan to Ground Zero in New York. It just wasn't. I didn't know how I was going to do it. I had no idea, but I just knew I'd be there on September 11th. So then the things started to happen. People started popping into my life on the street, and it was just crazy. I'm like, this is, I get chills thinking about it. Uh, the stories were Endless.
0: It, it, and you know what? And this is one of the things that we talk about. And I'm not going to get too much in this because it, it, when you're in the flow and when things are meant to happen in your life, and you know, I believe in God, but whether you believe in God or the universe, there is a path. And when you are on that right path, crazy miracles like your sweatshirts just happen. And it is, I have just been in a, the last, I wanna say year, and I've always had like moments of flow that have like built me up to what I'm doing now. And and I'll we'll we'll talk about that on the side. I mean, obviously it's with the podcast and it's still going, but I started another podcast. I started a new job um because of the podcast and my storytelling consultant thing. And it's just the people that come into your life, as you said when you're in that flow is just it's it's not nothing that you can express or even explain because it's so exactly. bizarre
1: exactly it's, it's it really really is i mean it, you know that's when you know i don't know what's bigger than us uh, what started this whole thing we could debate it everyone could debate it but when that stuff happens see, i i don't think it, it happens to everybody Mm-mm. but the ones that have had it happen to them know exactly what we're talking about exactly. because it's, there's words don't explain it. Like I I've, can't tell you how many times I've sat alone after an encounter and would think to myself, I can't believe what just happened. And, and there's no one I can tell because they were, couldn't, couldn't comprehend it. But it's right. like a feeling like I don't know how to explain it. I just don't.
0: No, and it is right. When you go to explain it to someone that has never had that happen, they kind of look at you like, a little, a little little odd there. But when, when you know, you know, and it is just incredible. So again, you decided I'm going to, I'm going to walk, right? Like when, when did that, cause you took the cart and I still remember when I re-listened to the episode where I was in Long Island, I was out looking over the water and I re-listened to our, um, our episode and i was sobbing but i was picturing you walking along and i still whenever i pass this place you're the first person that pops into my mind
1: um i could tell you when i thought of this idea was one year after 9 11 and i was on an airplane working and after the, you know all the memorials you know the first anniversary and i was angry i was angry I mean, are they going to mention these guys? I was so angry. And to myself, I was standing in the gallery of an airplane in flight, and I looked at the beverage cart, and I said to myself, I said, I know how I'll get them mechanism. I'll push that frigging thing from the gate they left out on the street to New York. That was in 2002. So, unfortunately, it was my story is I fell into an addiction, and, and that really prevented me from really, you know, Uh, accomplish what deep in my soul I knew needed to get done. And every year the anniversary go up and I was fueled, fueled by that. Like, Jesus, I, I can't believe it's nobody's doing anything. So when I got clean in 2015, the light went on and I knew, I knew at that moment when the obsession was lifted, I'm going to get this done. Now, I knew that I couldn't do it until I was physically, mentally able. So I didn't know when that would be. I just kept staying clean and sober and trying to turn my life around, come back into society. And uh, and, and you know, I didn't know the 20th anniversary was coming up. I had no idea. I was five years sober. I just, and, and, but something clicked in my head and said, you're ready. And I, I started out walking. And then it just and then from there, it just set. It just took off.
0: Yeah, and that I mean that's the beauty of it, as you said. You would get angry on so many levels because it was like no one's talking about the people that you had worked with every day and you knew and you knew they had families and you know, so many people were obviously touched in some way um, with with 911 and it, it just and then that and then that that fu- fueled you. But the thing is, you know, again, for anyone listening that fights addiction, you know, has had it, sometimes when there's a bigger purpose for you and you don't know how you're gonna do it, it's just that determination cuz i think we even we talked about it cuz i had you know had shared with you my sister was an addict uh, or is an addict she's clean and then my nephew and um it was at a time where my nephew was still really suffering he's been clean now for 2 years which is amazing um but i said to you like well what clicked cuz i i i'm the, you know i'm like a helper i love to like be able to help people that's like something deep in my soul and i want to be able to inspire someone and and you said it was like You're like, I can't even explain it. It was just, it was, it was kind of like, this is what you're meant to do. And this is, this is, and I'm going to show you the path. Right. So that again, and one of the things, a, a story that has stuck out in my mind so much, um, you told me, and I remember exactly where it was in Darien because you said I had passed the store and I could picture because obviously I lived there. And you said this gentleman, you saw him out of the corner. You saw a bunch of kids at the top that were all waving and excited to see you. And you saw this gentleman come out of his house very slowly. And you're like, he's still walking. And you knew that you needed to stop and go over. And he put his hand on your shoulder and grabbed your hand and said, thank you, thank you. I can't unsee what I have seen. And thank you for doing what you're doing. And you said you never, you knew there was no names or anything exchanged, but you assumed that he was someone that was in the helicopter watching people yeah, jump yeah, from. Yeah. Um, and you said that that experience, like, again, you had those the whole time you could feel as you got closer to New York, the people just coming out of cars, because your story resonated with people, people want to be inspired people want to do good but sometimes people don't know how so um after you finished and did you know okay the following year i'm going to honor this flight and the following year so can you take us through that a little bit
1: yeah so i you know i none i couldn't and the people on my team could never have thought what we were in for you know, we could never. So we were in awe as we get into Connecticut and you know, through the whole thing, it was just, it was just unbelievable. When we get to Ground Zero, the twentieth anniversary, and um, you know, it, it was just overwhelming. So when I came back, we got back to Boston. Of course, my mind was thinking, you know, you know, it's people wanted me be, be prepared for this crash, and I sort of understood what they were talking about, but I didn't, you know. But, of course, I found out. But um, what I can tell you is that it didn't stop. What didn't stop was the people coming into my life. In other words, this gentleman from a town, a couple of towns over from me, donates a $50,000 mobile home to me and says, I want you to take this and keep doing what you're doing and I, I i was where i'm standing sitting right now i almost fell over when i was on the phone and he called me this guy i could i, I was speechless and and um, it, it just wouldn't stop like things would just wouldn't stop so at that point uh, you know you know, you know. The whole thing was, it's all about making sure we recognize these people in a proper way that their families are comforted. And so I didn't want, it. I had so many things going in my head. Like, I don't want this thing to turn into something that it's not. and All the stuff I knew nothing about. I don't know. I, you know, all I had to worry about was pushing the cart. There was a lot of behind the scenes stuff. Now the second year I was on my own. So I knew I had to incorporate. I knew I had to become a non-profit. Stuff I know nothing about. I know nothing about that. I don't have a clue. But I had to get a lawyer. I had to do all the things I had to do. Cause, cause I, 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 I never want this and it won't be it. it never will be about money. It's not about money. But I, I, I learned that you need money to accomplish certain things and I hate that part of the whole thing. But so I just wanted it to be legal and, and whatever because it's important. So. So so that's what I the few people on my team that, that stuck with me uh discussed, discussed it and said, This is what I'd like to do. And all um, of you know, absolutely, whatever we can do. So they've stuck with me. And I mean it's amazing to me what these people, friends, have sacrificed from their families, their incomes, they've stayed out of work for weeks at a time along the road, no income. It's nuts, it's crazy to me. But um, so that's where that started. What the, the major point was that our mobile home was telling me something that this thing, I got to do something. Here, this guy's donating this thing to me to do this, you know, and that, it was just a sign. That's all it was. So that's when I decided I'll do the second push, which, which for me was, think it's unbelievable how it fell into place because the second push was a shorter one. It was only 35 miles. So that was Washington
0: to the Pentagon, right? So that was, yeah.
1: Washington to the Pentagon when Flight 77 went. So there wasn't as much, you know, as 220 miles Boston to New York. In other words, that was, you know, so I could sort of my head wrap around it. and, And so I started from calling the airport, the police in Washington. That was the first call I made. And it was, I can tell you, it was unbelievable. I was sitting here on the phone and this Head cop at the airport in Washington. As I'm talking, he goes, "You're not going to believe it. I'm on your website right now." And he said, "I'll do everything in my power to make sure this thing gets accomplished." And I was, I, he said, "Please just bear with me. We just built a new terminal here." And um, no, that was that was Newark. I'm sorry, that was Newark. Okay, this, you know, uh, Washington was on. Uh, he goes, "We're busy. Uh, I'll get back to you." Oh no! It is Washington. Yeah, was it Washington was it Washington? No, I mean, you had, you,
0: there's so many experiences that no, you
1: Newark, have. Yeah, no Newark, Newark's got the new airport. Washington. Well, anyways, when we did the drive-through, he, he told me don't. uh He, he said contact me when you get it. Whatever. And it was a big, you know. And I'm, I'm of course I'm back in nerves. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm trying to organize this thing. And uh sure enough, this guy made sure. We Put a Zoom thing together with all the people at the airport. The head people, big bosses run the whole place. I don't know. And I got my team on the Zoom, and, and they set the. I told my team, listen, let them do it. That's every airport we have whatever. And sure enough, they set the whole thing up. You know, I'm sure you see the videos. They had fire trucks out the runway. The American Airlines stepped up and said, we want you to leave from the. the the room that the crew briefed that morning, we had a ceremony there. It was just unbelievable. They, they never shut a runway down at Washington Dulles, even for a president. And they shut and they the runway it. down. It was, it was unbelievable. So, that is incredible. Yeah, this off and, you know, and, of, and, and, of course, my friend's best friend, sister, was in the Pentagon. On 9 11, lost a friend, and she's a, a retired colonel. And so she came on board and was my connection to the Pentagon. I mean, his their their father was a the um, pilot that dropped the second atomic bomb in World War Two, General Sweeney. So, I mean, I needed a connection because they're not going to let me roll a beverage cart to the Pentagon. So I called him and I said, "Joe, they're not going to say no to you. Your father ended World War Two. You know." It was funny how it all worked out, but anyway. So that's where that all started. And it was so, it was just as special as the first one Short of it, it was just unbelievable. The people and the stories and the, it was just, we were like, you know, and then of course the last one, this movie just finished was just, just out, out of control. It was just.
0: Yeah. So I, so I'm, I want to go to that next, but I mean, so many things that you said, and this is what, you know, I started this this podcast to share stories. I mean, one of the things that you, we are storytellers, you and I both, we want to share other people's stories. We have our own story and that's what drives us, but we want to share other people's stories as well. And the thing that's so, again, when, when the dots connect or the puzzle pieces are are in there, right, you have this whole vision and so many people don't allow themselves because they, they think, how am I going to do it, right? How am I going to have this big dream that I created in my mind? How am I going to execute it? And what I always say is it's that one little step. If if you keep getting something in your brain that's like, I need to do this, I need to do this, you need to do it and you need to kind of think. Like you thought about your connections, right? Because it is about the connecting. It's about connecting with the people that can be there and everyone can see that you're doing this from your heart. There's nothing else. You are not doing this for fame. You're not doing this for money. As you said, you were doing this because you want to honor the people that you worked with and the people that you want, you know, that 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 you you believe so much in and that you loved so much. And that's what it shows in everything you do. So people are going to want to rally around you, right? They want to feel that feeling that you have because so many people don't get a chance to have that inspiration. They don't have something. And even even though the, the I mean what you went through, I mean tragedy, 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 right? I mean, it is in it is it is a lot. It's a lot for someone to do. But the fact that you were able to you know, once you got clean, it around, there's so many different little nuggets and avenues that you can share with other people. And that feeling that you just embody, like when you're sharing your story, like you can feel the excitement. And that's what, when you're calling people, they're like, well, let me look, you know, cause it's not like, oh, who's this yo ho? It's like, okay, wait, this guy's got something to say. So, you know, the fact that it just, again, went so smooth and that we all, there's all the little bumps, right? All yeah, the little bumps yeah, that happen. Yeah. But for the most part, when it goes smooth, it's like,
1: Okay. One, this... You know, the funny thing I have to tell you is that, like, I knew in my soul it was gonna, I was gonna get from Boston to Georgia. It really did. I uh, no matter what was going on, all the media, all all that stuff didn't make I, I, that thing was going there, and the, my buddies who were. Thank God, we're doing what they could. Talking with the police, or fire ahead of me, or whatever they were doing, they were nervous. You got, you know, you can't talk to so many people on the street. We gotta get, you know, they were, they were in that mode, and I and I'm so grateful for that. But after a week on the street, I kept telling them, I said, listen, I'm, I don't care. Every single person that's standing up that street, I'm stopping them. I don't care because I'll, I'll carry this thing on my back if I have to. We'll be at ground zero. But after a week on the street, I started noticing these guys understand what I was talking about. And they realized that the true meaning of this was the people on the street. See the, see the, oh, I get emotional. See, they, uh, they got to witness what I was witnessing, the experience of these people coming out to share stories they haven't been able to tell for years, crying with me in the middle of the street. It was, uh, so that's why once someone gets to I, I don't expect anybody to feel it or see it, but once you're there to witness it, you can't help but be in it. You can't in help it. it. Like I love that.
0: And you can't yeah. help but be in it. Because that's, again, yeah. it's it's the energy. There's something yeah. with that energy when you are doing something so powerful and so beyond just one person. I mean, this is, a, this is a movement. I mean, Polly, what you have created, you've created an amazing movement. And as you said, the people that you have collected... Along the way, because they believe in the movement, they believe in you, right? They believe in what you're doing, but they also see the bigger picture and how it's affecting. That must have been, as you said, you get so emotional, but that must have been like, Oh my gosh. Okay. This person, it's almost like a movie, right? It's almost like, is there a movie camera following me around? Like what's going on? Because it is, it is that, it is that again, it's that universe. It's that God that, that like when things are just meant to happen and it's so hard to explain, but it's this feeling of just, holy crap. And um, I just, I, I love it. I mean, it's again, and thank, you know, I'm so thankful to have been in contact with you. I mean, I think I emailed, I forget how I said, I said, I need to have you on the podcast. I know you just did this, this thing, but then just following your journey and seeing the people that have stayed with you, right. And stayed with you. And, and sometimes people stay with you for a period of time because they believe in it and then their lives go somewhere else, but they touched you in a way that, that, you, you know, you needed to kind of get that momentum. And it is, um, it is just it, it. There's there's so many people out there that are doing good things, but not a lot of times they they get highlighted, right? Because it's like it, it they could be small, it could be something, but there's so much in this world, so much anger and hate, at at you know, and that's the media talks about. But these are the stories that are the ones that matter. People like you that are you know out there selflessly having a bigger. Bigger meaning, a bigger thing, and and connecting with so many individuals that just want to share the, their story. As you said, they haven't been able to express it. You helped so many people heal that day, or start their healing, their healing, and every one of your walks, and that's what is beautiful.
1: Well, the amazing part to me is like, and there's only one reason I do it, and it will never change no matter what. I've always said it like like the, I understand why people are drawn to certain, the media, whatever. And I know nothing about that, but I, I'm not stupid either. I see whatever. But the bottom line is I don't care what's going on because I, this thing's going here for this reason. So there are, people always try to give you advice, and I appreciate that. It means a lot to me. And I, the reason I bring it up is because specifically – My recovery story is important. I couldn't do this without it. And of course, it's my, I'm so grateful for that. Believe me. But I'm not doing this for that. And a lot of people wanted me to shine the light on that. And I said, no, it's not about my recovery story. I understand, yeah, I was able to turn my life around. Of course, I understand that. And and I know they want me to tell it so I can help people. And I'm talking about the first push. So I was adamant about even with the news people. You know, of course, I want to hear the bad stories about the McCarthy fight, whatever, whatever. I just I said, please, I'll tell you everything you want once I reach Ground Zero. After that, you'll hear it all, whatever. And, I, and I've kept my word to that. And and but the funny thing is, I, what I've noticed. <laughs> i'm grateful i've stuck to my guns i'm so grateful and it's not me it's just what was in my, I mean, my being was telling me that you know so now what's happened what slowly was happening the recovery people were coming out other stories were happening without me even knowing and that was happening and it was filtering in and uh and it's just momentum is building even more with that and uh at, at the right time, when and whatever. It's just crazy to me because because the the because the main reason is the main reason. And it, that will draw. the, And it's I'm so glad I, because I, my number one thing is I would never want to hurt hurt anybody by doing this and a family member of uh, uh, uh bring up old wounds for anybody i don't want to do that I, that was that's that's the number one thing with me i'm always thinking before i react will will this offend somebody that's lost a loved one or whatever you know that's the most important thing. but i've found now that the recovery part of the story has got to the point where you know i speak about it a lot at different schools and stuff and um but on the street, this last push was—I uh, was blown away by what happened in, uh, on the first day. It was just—it was just unbelievable. For uh, all of us, were blown away. First of all, what they did at Newark Airport was just mind-boggling to me. It was just—we were—it was just unbelievable. So. And so, to, when, when
0: when was that? I know that that was just re- that was yeah we, that was the this past
1: September eleventh.
0: Yeah. Um, that
1: was uh, the half time, yeah. What was the starting date? It was August 12th or 14th, I believe. Yes. And uh so they they let me push. It was I, mean, I could go. This would take a while to tell what went on with No, go, go. The, you the, can go, go for it. it. It was it was amazing, like like they when we went to Newark Airport to have a meeting with everybody there. And um, sitting in this big boardroom, and my three guys that are with me to my right and five people from the police, the executives at the airport, everyone else sitting there, woman people, these women, the higher ups at the airport. And, and as I started telling the story, they already had a plan set. They said, we're going to bring you out from this building here and we're going to bring you onto the runway and we're going to go and we're going to bring you around. And it's the, Highway's right here. And it was like a mile and a half, and then onto the street. And so they brought us out in the VN, and we got to ride the route. that we're going to block streets off everything else. And we were excited. But the different, the problem was, in my mind, was nobody's going to see this. Nobody's going to see this in the terminals or the employees or anything else. So I didn't say anything in the VN. We got back to the building, and we sat at the board meeting again. And I sat there, and I said, listen. I just want to tell you that not only is this for the families I do this for, this is for oh I get thinking about, it. this is for these employees that might have fueled that aircraft that morning that are still working here today. And the minute I said that, I could see their jaws drop and that, I didn't have to say anymore. Not three days later when I'm home, I get an email with a picture. Of the whole route being changed, now they're going to bring me out onto the runway and let me go around outside where the planes are for four miles. It was crazy. Wow. So I walked there, you know, but police and escort me. The planes are taking off around me. It was unbelievable. It was, it was oh my gosh, this, I have such chills. It was just, it was unbelievable. So, so that, so that was so exciting to me. I, I, I'm thinking there can't be anything better, but not, you know, I, I got 300 more miles to go, but still, <laughs> this was unbelievable. So, anyways. When that, they escorted me off that airport that day, the next police department picks me up and I'm pushing in the middle of this town. Traffic everywhere, cars cutting in, and this cop jumps out of his car that's in front of me, escorting me. And three times he yells at people to try to cut around or whatever. Never says a word to me, this cop. And then so I just stood there watching as he yelling at people, go and then he goes back and jumps in the car. The fourth time. He jumps out, he yells at somebody, comes over to him, he goes, Paulie, I got to tell you something. He's there. I heard I was going to escort you today and I couldn't wait to meet you. He said, my brother lives a mile and a half from here and he was in one of the towers and he hasn't been the same since. We've been trying to get him help for over 20 years. He's been, he, 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 he was, he got the last train after coming out of one of the towers he was 24 years old. Worked for a bank, and he's been in and out of hospitals ever since. This cop is telling me this in the, of the street, and I'm thinking, you know, while he's saying this, I'm thinking, how many times he got out of his cruiser and didn't get the courage enough to come over to me to say that? Right. Each time he probably wanted to say something to me. And then, to- why about his brother? He said, I, so I'm unshocking. Listen, I said, I reached into and him a car, I said, please, have him call me. I'll talk to him. Next thing you know, another cruiser pulls up. And that cop drives away, relieves him. And I'm pushing. All of a sudden, my cell phone rings. And this guy says, hey, Paul, I'm such and such. My brother was just escorting you. He told me to call you. Do you mind if I come out and walk with you? I was speechless. Oh. This guy comes walking down the street. Disheveled, looked like a homeless guy, and come out the street. This video of this, a flight attendant was behind me, filmed this meeting. I mean, this guy made him walk for right. like two miles, crying, telling me. And since since that, this is crazy. So I told him about my story, my recovery story, and what I, all the stuff I could tell him and try to give him some hope. And so, you know, he, he had a lot of you know, lawyers ripped him off. He lost a lot of stuff trying to get help. and it was just the story unbelievable. The next day, so he leaves. This girl runs over. My first day at work for United, I want to meet you, probably. And so he stepped back and he walked away. And I told him, make sure you call me. The next day, I'm pushing down the street. What are the chances of this? I come up and the police said, will you stop at our station? And there's like six cops Couple of detectives waiting for me, and I'm out there and I'm talking to them, and I'm talking, and I see this couple standing off to the side, and I can notice them waiting to have their opportunity to come over to me. All of a sudden, they walk over, and this gentleman says, Paulie, I saw your mobile home. I knew it had something to do with 9 11. I need to tell you what I do, my company, we help people that are still struggling from the aftermath of 9 11 that haven't been able to get help. (laughs) I was fucking I said, you're not going to believe what happened to me yesterday. And I told him about this guy. So I get put to the hotel that night, and I connect these two guys together. And ever since, this guy, now I'm in touch with this guy all the time now. Oh. He's helping this guy. It's crazy to me. Like that, You're, you're, you're like, a
0: connector. You are a connector.
1: It's just, it's like, how could anything after that thing in the airport, <sighs> what could outdo that thing in the airport? Well, this outdid the whole push. That connection, that guy knowing that he's not 20 years living like a hermit or whatever, you know, from the After Effects. His whole life was. But it the, goes, the, the whole thing with the cop, not being able to have the courage to say something to me that, that he didn't realize that, you know, while he was telling me that I was thinking of that. Like, how he must have, how worried he must have been about his own brother, you know? So, and stuff like that. Like, like, the, the guys would we be, they were, we were all speechless. Everybody was speechless the next day when this happened. They, they couldn't believe it. They were here when that couple, couple was in. They couldn't believe it. They couldn't wait for me to tell them about the guy, you know? It's just, there's many of those stories, but that was really set the tone for this last one. It was like after that, you know what? I'm sure I don't know if you saw, but it was a long haul to, Shanksville, you know, four mountains there over four mountains and all that stuff. And there was nothing after meeting this guy. It was nothing. Like th- there was no barriers at that point. Right. So But
0: as you said, the cop, and thank goodness he didn't get relieved before, because yeah, then he would have I been know. like so I he know. got he got the courage to tell you that. And again, yeah. that's those are the stories that mean something. Those are the stories that happen all the time. And sometimes people don't even they don't let themselves sit and, and think about how remarkable they are.
1: Yeah, yeah. And
0: like, I, I often we get off. I, I can't wait to share a couple of things with you because you're going to be like, oh my God. So you're like, I understand everything that you're saying to like the degree. Cause this is what's happening to me right now, kind of in my life, which is just, it's just, it is, it's so refreshing also when people really live from their heart. And you, I know have been around, you know, I've been around like you can feel when someone has an alternative motive Yeah, and it doesn't feel good. And I I have to say, I don't have, I don't really have a lot of those kind of people that come in and out of my life because I don't, I don't don't really push up, but I know, I know people that have, right. That, like you said, that kid got taken advantage and lost all money because someone took advantage of his sorrows and his situation. Like, yeah. That's so, exactly. it's like, who, who does that? Who I know. I does know. that?
1: I know. I know.
0: And, but the fact that you were there and that yeah. you actually changed someone's life and not just it's, one person, like throughout all your journeys, the hun like the thousands and thousands and thousands of people that you changed that you maybe will never, ever know because yeah. it was just this, they met you when they needed to
1: meet you. Yeah. You see, that's, I think, out of this whole thing is something I could have never even thought of, really, that, that part of this whole polypus thing. Like, I'm excited about when I meet the crew members' families, this, the ones that I have met and been able to do things with them. And that's so important to me to sit with them. But the stuff with strangers, like, all over the place. Like, I, how could I have imagined that some woman in Australia you know, texts me or whatever and uh, people are saying that they were in their first 5K roadways because of me. I'm thinking, are you kidding me? You know I mean? I, 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 I'm just pushing a hunk of metal on the street. But, you know, it's just that that stuff is so, it just still doesn't commute my head. I'm just grateful that I see the experience of people that I meet. All of it. I'm grateful for all of it, but the most important is to be with these crew members' families and to see what I believed was, it's so true, what I was thinking all these years was, and they don't say this to me, but I see it. And if I, as I'm sitting at a table or whatever with them, the mothers, uh, fathers of these crew members, the, our sisters, our brothers, the, you can see the, their shoulders just drop down. Like, it's almost like they're saying, thank you, thank you. Because that's all they, all they wanted. They didn't want anything else, but who am I to say what they wanted? But I can tell you to recognize their loved one from that day for what they were able to accomplish is important. And, and they never had ch- said that to me, but I know that I see it in their eyes and their face.
0: And one of the other things, Polly, that I want to touch on, and I think it's so, so important is that you and your gut, you, you had a mission and right sometimes missions like we have these ideas and and then it grows right and sometimes it, it takes legs on its own but and cuz i remember from the first conversation we did talk about um you know your addiction and how you were like i i didn't want it to be about that this wasn't about me this is not about me it's my story how my story you know, can help someone is not right, that's not my purpose right now. I I know and you even said, I remember. You're like, I know it will, but the fact that you stuck with that in your gut, I think is another reminder for for people because a lot of times we'll have these visions, right? Where we know, like, okay, we're on to something and it's like, how do you know that you're on the right path? People will ask me all the time, like, how How do you know that you should have been following that? And I'm like, it's it's so, you can't put words to it, right? You you can't put words to it. It's just things, and I call it the flow. It's just like when life kind of just flows. Like, it's just, you know, and it's cool kind of teaching my kids certain times. Like, they're like, wow, that is like flow. But then when, you know, you have like a, you know, a barrier and it's like, okay, what is this barrier, right? And that is, I think, the self-reflection that so many people don't do because of their own traumas, that they don't allow themselves to kind of be like, okay, why am I feeling like, okay, I I can't put it into words why I don't want it to be about my addiction, right? I I know, I know that that's important. And it's amazing that I did it, right? It's amazing that I was able to fight that and, and then build all of this, but it's not, that's not the purpose right now. And I think so many people don't, sometimes stick with their guts because they get influenced by others. And sometimes when you have that that feeling, it's so important just to be like, okay, I need to kind of get the words behind that feeling to be able to express it to like my team, right? Like, guys, I don't want it to be about that, but I know it's an important thing. I think that that's going to come down the road. And as you said, that's kind of what's happened. It's like now you're talking to others about... Because you had these goals you had all of these crews that you wanted to highlight and 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 really honor and it's like okay now all that you've built can take its own legs, right? Yeah. Yeah. That core is built. That core and that can, that reason.
1: I can tell you that I I was brought out to uh where was it? Um Michigan somewhere was it Michigan? Somewhere I spoke. So a conference they asked me to come out there and speak. So me and Chris, who does a social media for me, we flew out there and I spoke it. And I was nervous because it was the first time I spoke in front of not like schools or whatever. Uh, you know, I've spoken treatment facilities, but this was a corporate event for travel people and all the hotels and all executives, right? Well, it was the first time I was able to. Well, first time I merged the stories, where well, I did bring up the addiction. I. Uh, I before we left, we said, is there anything specific they would like me to focus on, talk about? And they did say they had an opiate epidemic there. And, and So, so so not that it's everywhere, but so I did speak about it there. And it was sort of hard for me to merge the stories together. But And I explained to the people that that's what I was doing. It was my first time. Telling and why, and whatever. But at the end of it, the two women who reached out and put this thing together and wanted me to speak, and I would come up onto the stage and took the microphone. It was unbelievable. Each one of them lost their father from addiction. It was unbelievable. So little did I know... That's why it's not me. I swear to God, it's not me. It's This thing just keeps happening the way it's supposed to happen. It just does. It's nuts. Like, it's just... Uh, you know, I just found out I'm going to be in the St. Paddy's Day parade in Boston, and the oldest same. You know, I'm Italian, but I'm and I'm going to be, I'm, you know, whatever. But it's just, <laughs> you know, it just keeps happening. It's just, it's supposed to be, you know.
0: Because you're, I wish I. It's it's bigger than you. This is bigger than you. It's just crazy to
1: me. It's just crazy. Uh, um, you know, I guess. When something truly is supposed to be, it's supposed to be. there's no, you can't, you can't, there's no way you can't't there's no way around it. I mean it's just and I've, of course, I'm grateful for it. It's, it's a different witness. The whole thing is just it's amazing to uh, be around people that are that uh, you know what I love? I love strangers seeing strangers talk to each other. I love that. It's amazing to me that, that when I was witnessing that on the street you know, side by side waiting for me to come down the street, and then one would walk away, and the other would say, you know, that's my next door neighbor. I haven't talked to him in five years. And I'm thinking, that's what's going on here. We're supposed to talk to each other, but, you know, with this crazy world. So I love that part of this whole thing, when I see people coming together with their kids, and that's what it's about. Because I know that these crew members that I knew, that's what they were like. That's how I felt when I worked with them. Everyone, you know, they were just... They were just, um, they deserve to be recognized. And this shows what type of people they are. They want, that's who they want. I mean, they. they it's just, you know, the, I couldn't even imagine. I couldn't in a million years, that when I think of that moment on that plane, when I come up with the idea, to today is just, how could I have, how could I have a thought? How could I have a thought? It's just, it's, a, it's, it's just it's, amazing yeah. how special it is for so many people. And uh, and it's not anything a big deal. It's just a metal card. whatever. I don't, see. I don't get the whole thing still. I don't. I, I do what I don't. But I mean, it's amazing that the excitement in people's face over the you know they want to see the and it's bye by me. They want to see the card. They don't want to see me. The little kids, you know, I love the little kids. They love pushing it neverly So, but it's it's to me it's just it's just. I always joke about it. People say, Well, how does it come up with the idea? And I'm mean, Well, if I if if I push a wheelbarrow, I mean, no one would know I was a flight attendant. Of course, I got to push a beverage guy. You know what I mean? So it was. It's just. I it was just. I don't know. But it's. I don't know. I see. I get lost for words because I, sometimes I think about what other people have come up with, and did they feel the same way? Like they, it was like not a big deal. Of course, I push a beverage.
0: Right. Well, but here's the thing: is it's again, it was it was meant to be your path. But being a flight attendant and 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 doing what you have done. Like connection people, it's always been something that's in your blood. Like you enjoy that, right? You, you enjoy meeting strangers. You enjoy meeting people and having some small talk and then being like, Oh, I loved that. I loved hearing that person's story. So that's something that. When you were little, right? That's something that, that was inbred in you. That was a gift, whatever it was. And then your, you know, journey took you to that next thing. So for you to see the connection, I mean, connection is what drives some people. I know it's what drives me. Like I love, love connecting when, you know, and I even look, think back. I, you know, when the kids were little and we wherever we lived, grocery stores. I always made friends with the people that worked at the grocery store. They would come to the kids' soccer game. I would give them, you know, cards. People would be like, "Who is that?" I'm like, "Oh, he works in, you know, the Whole Foods, and he's the the fruit guy." And they're like, "You're friends with the fruit guy?" And I'm like, "Well, yeah. I mean, he just, you know, the kids talk to him." And you know, when we lived in the city, our super, you know, the kids, he would let the kids go and and do calls with them, and they, they loved that. And and our neighborhood guy, I always had made friends, you know, with with people like that. Our super came for Thanksgiving because he didn't have anywhere to go. Like that's always been someone that that is me, but that is something that I was just born. I think I was born that way, right? And it gave it gives me a good feeling. It makes me feel good to connect and small talk with people and also ask them questions. I'm curious about you. I, you know, I know you're working behind the counter there, but like what's your background, you know, and this and that. And it, it makes people feel a little special because a lot of times people don't say, please, they don't think they thank you. They don't see the person behind there. And I see whoever I really encounter. I am, I, you know, if you're a good person, I want to know more about you. If you're a jerk, I don't really care. I don't care who you are. If you're the president, if you're a multimillionaire, you know, if you're not a good person and you don't come from the heart, I don't, I don't care. I have no, no patience for you. Right. And so I think for you that that is something that's always been innate. And so when you're seeing people connect, it's just the feeling is so out of body, but it's so good. It's almost like, and I don't want to say this in, because like when you're, when you're high on life, it is, It is a good feeling when you're connecting and making people, it's like this adrenaline that it's like, I'm going to keep following that. And not everyone can do that because not everyone has the ability, not everyone has the the grit not everyone, because what you're doing is hard. I mean, what you're doing is really hard. It's not like you're like, yeah, I'm just pushing a beverage. I mean, you're you have to train, you have to be organized, you have to have the right people around you. You have to, you know, be a visionary. These are my thoughts. Hey, can someone else put like? I just had someone on the podcast, or so I have a podcast on dyslexia because I'm dyslexic with my um, co-host, who's in and he was in the NHL. Stanley Cup winner. We just had a, a guy that has a company called Signature Lacrosse, and
1: the reason who, why. Who, can I ask you who the guy was in the NHL?
0: Yeah, his name is Brent Sopel. So he's my, um, he's uh She was in Chicago. He's a Canadian. He's, uh, he's a. Oh, okay, okay. because
1: yes. my, you must. I might have told you about my friend Kevin Stevens from Pittsburgh. Okay. He's the one that. It was he was the one that helped me with the first push.
0: Oh, how funny! Okay, no, I, I'm sure you did, but yeah. I'm sorry. No, no, not at all. So, but the thing that's so cool is. Dan, who owns this company, who's also dyslexic, was saying there's, there's people that are visionaries, right? That have these big ideas. And we know we're going to get, get to the end of it. Like we know that it's going to happen, but all the little details, we have no idea. We're terrible with those little details, right? Like we're like, I don't know how it's going to happen, but you need the people in there to execute those little things. And so, it is like almost like a well oil machine. So like what you're doing is hard. Like you have to make sure you're communicating all your ideas. So then someone else, and, and if they don't understand, like the thing that you said, which is so beautiful is that in Newark, when you said, well, I also do it for that the person listened to you, right? They could have been like, Oh, great. Okay. I don't care. This is we're, we're on this track. Like we, we don't care. We've done our work here, but that person cared enough to listen and then be like, you know what we need? And I, so this is where I'm curious. I wonder if it was one person or did all of them get it? Or the one person was like, we need to change all of this. I can
1: tell you, I knew, well, I shouldn't say I knew, but I, I sort of sensed that my guys weren't sure about what I was saying there. Or maybe they were, but it didn't make a difference because I knew I had to say that. And it wasn't because I knew that the, you know, I just knew that there was people on that worked at that airport that just, just from the two previous years. That's what that people, the ground people, were coming up and thanking me in Washington before I started out. Thank you for doing this, you know, guys and baggage handlers. So this, I every mean, all of us, this is for everybody. Really, is what it's for. So let's not forget. If we're going to do this thing, let's do it. You know. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, and then and that's what's beautiful. But and again, and and the fact that like it's bigger than you, but you're still so touched and so moved by every little part. Like that's why people fall in love with you because it's like, you just have this heart um and this vision that's like, this is what I want to do. This is what, you know, I don't know why, I don't know how, I don't know what, you know, how it's gone so big, even though it seems so simple to you, it's a connection for other people, right? It's like, oh wait, I think of nine eleven there's so many sad, sad stories. But then I also think of people like Polly that are doing amazing things that are honoring people and, and still bringing their stories because that's when, you know, you hear when someone has died, it's like the first couple of years. And then all of a sudden it's like kind of, but that person you're, you're still suffering. And so the fact that you can bring that light and be like, I still see you. I still remember you. I still care about you. You still are someone, even though you're not on this earth anymore, you're still important to me. Um, that's the beauty of it. What you're doing,
1: you know. I know that the the now after the first couple of years, the, more of the families have, you know, found out about it. It's gotten you know to because some of them didn't. The second one I had when I finished the second one, the pilot's sister contacted me out of the clear blue. Thank you, you know. Thank me. I can't believe what you did, my brother. You know, and I wish you could have met my brother. Da, 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 whatever. So it's, you know. I'm glad it's happening that way. It wasn't. I didn't call these people and say I'm doing this to recognize you because everybody deals with it differently. We all we just do. So it's happened the way it's supposed to happen. And um, I guess you know. I think you know, I'm not. I say it, I'm no athlete. Trust me, I'm not. I played high school football and stuff, but 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 I. <sighs> I joke about it. I should have did this 20 years ago. When well, I've seen, I mean, I'm 64, but whatever. Right. So, but anyways, the, I think the physical part, of course, that draws the attention. This, you know, especially the mountains and the slides. The firemen, I didn't know this, but the firemen was, well, I did know it at one point. The four mountains in Pennsylvania, Antigua. One of them, I heard the firemen saying to my guys, you know, I don't know if he's gonna make this one. They didn't know I heard it. Right. But it, because some of them were pretty intentional. Yeah. And, but I didn't care what they thought. And that's really because I didn't make it. I don't give a shit what you're saying because I was going over the mountain. You know what I mean? That's how I felt, Billy. Really. But it was funny to hear that and thinking they didn't know I heard them. You know, he's stuck, I don't know, this one's gonna, I don't know if he's gonna make it over this mountain, but uh, But it's stuff I know that is a big draw. This guy pushing that thing out of me with that, man. says, oh but to me it's not. It's not a big deal to me to push it. It really, really isn't. I mean, of course, I got to be in shape, or whatever, but when I'm out there, it's just, I got to do it. That's all. I don't know how to explain that. I mean, I wish I was 20 years younger doing it. Yeah, it probably might be easier, but, but it's, it's just something. It's got, it's got to get done. And That's all. So, but it's, so I think that, that that's a, of course, that draws the attention. I know people, I can't believe he did that, but it really, I, I'm telling you. Juliet, I swear to you, it's not a big deal to me.
0: Because that because it, because that's what it's meant to do. And that's what I think is so beautiful. Because if you went out and were like, oh, this is gonna be hard, or like, oh, how am I gonna do this? You wouldn't be at it, like it wouldn't bring the same thing, right? So you go out and you're like, I just know what has to be done. It's gonna it's gonna happen, right? I don't know how it's gonna happen. And I say this all the time, like everything's if, if something's important to me and I create it in my brain, everything's figure outable, right? I don't even think that's a word, but I will figure it out right? So, like, give me a task. I don't know how I'm going to figure it out, but I'm going to figure it out. That's kind of the same mindset you have. It's like, I'm going to figure it out. I'm just going to get done because there's not a choice. There's no choice there. It's not like, no, like are you going no, to do it or yeah. you are not going
1: to do it? I'm going to do it, yeah. so how am I going to do it? That's the... Well, you know, so, but I say it all the time. My guys are different because I'll complain to them when I'm out doing it. Of course. Um, oh, yeah, fuck Come on. Come on know, you know, where's the water? Whatever. You're up there. I can be with them. They'll say, oh, you complain all the time. but But the The bottom line is this this is is how I solve the whole thing. Anytime, there is no obstacle for me to get that beverage car to the destination. There's none. There's no obstacle because I have options. I have any option in the world to get that thing there, whatever. If the roads close, then I'll take a boat, whatever. It's It's endless. There's options. The difference is they didn't have any up there. They didn't have any options. They didn't have any options. They had to keep doing it. See, That's what the difference is. Like, I think of them, when something's getting tough on the mountain, I'm burning out, my legs are burning. I think, are you shitting me? They didn't have that. They couldn't say my legs are hurting. They couldn't say I got to stop. They couldn't. They couldn't. And I I say that to myself all the time when I'm out there, all the time, over and over and over again. I have options. They didn't have any options. They had not not even they couldn't even think about an option they, there was no fire truck coming up there for them no police car coming for them we have to figure something out quick and split second time and, you know with each other which with a horrible horrible scene going on I can't even imagine it so so I guess I almost I almost look forward to some uh, something tough because it makes me want to work harder to get it done because because I couldn't even do what they did.
0: Yeah. No. And Paulie, I think that's, that's beautiful. So again, you guys can go to dot com, but you can also go to Pauly's push on Instagram, follow what he's doing. Is there anything that you want to share that's coming up? Um, I know, you know, you, 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 there's sometimes there's things happening behind the woodwork that you're like, yeah, you know, we can't share that. Just follow and we can see, but. Oh no,
1: yeah. I mean, no, we're at the, right at the beginning stages of this next push, which is, Boston once again to Ground Zero, New York, which I'm so excited because I can't wait to go through and meet the people again in Connecticut. I loved them; it was awesome, and New York, of course, in Massachusetts. But this is one is to recognize the crew of Flight American Eleven, which was the first plane that morning. So it's it's so funny how this has happened because I'm glad that these guys were the, really the first first responders on 911 on American Eleven, and here I'm doing the fourth and final push. I don't know if it's a final push, but it'll complete all four aircrafts of nine eleven. Um, so that's in the planning stages. I'll be leaving it out of Boston in August, and I'll come into Ground Zero September eleven. And I'll
0: make sure that I'm in there somehow, and we'll connect, so I can give you a hug yeah, in person.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. Uh,
0: well, I mean, again, Polly, thank you for doing what you're doing because. It just gives people hope. I mean, it really does that you can dream something bigger than, than yourself and it can happen. And don't, don't, you know, let limitations of like, Oh, I don't know how I'm going to do that. I don't know why, you know, if you have something in your brain and it's important, go for it. So thank you again for joining.
1: Don't quit five minutes before
0: the miracle. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Exactly. Don't quit five minutes before the miracle. You guys heard it. So thank you again. You guys know what to do. Like, rate, review and share. I mean, yeah. this episode, again, someone needs to hear it because someone maybe doesn't know what Polly has been doing. And maybe they have, you know, have their own traumas from nine eleven. They have traumas from somewhere else. They have addiction, you know, um, and their family, their, their addiction themselves. You need to share this so they can listen and get some inspiration. So like, rate, review, and share. I hope you liked this episode of Your Next Stop. Please subscribe to my channel, share with your friends and join in each week.